is here. Our psalm tonight is Psalm 31 on page 375. Evening prayer starts on page 21. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the vices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins, and serve thee with quiet minds, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 31 is on page 370, 375. In thee, O Lord, have I put my trust. Let me never be put to confusion. Deliver me in thy righteousness. Bow down thine ear to me, and make haste to deliver me. And be thou my strong rock and house of defense, that thou mayest save me. For thou art my strong rock and my castle. Be thou also my guide, and lead me for thy name's sake. Draw me out of the net that they have laid privily for me, for thou art my strength. Into thy hands I commend my spirit, for thou hast redeemed me, O Lord, thou God of truth. I have hated them that hold of lying vanities, and my trust hath been in the Lord. I will be glad and rejoice in thy mercy, for thou hast considered my troubles, and hast known my soul in adversaries. Thou hast not shut me up into the hand of the enemy, but hast set my feet in a large room. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am in trouble, and mine eye is consumed for very heaviness, yea, my soul and my body. For my life is waxen old with heaviness, and my years with mourning. 
My strength faileth me because of mine iniquity, and my bones are consumed. I became a reproach among all mine enemies, but especially among my neighbors, and they of mine acquaintance were afraid of me, and they that did see me without conveyed themselves from me. I am clean forgotten as a dead man out of mind. I am become like a broken vessel. For I have heard the blasphemy of the multitude, and fear is on every side, while they conspire together against me, and take their counsel to take away my life. But my hope hath been in thee, O Lord, I have said, Thou art my God. My times are in thy hand, deliver me from the hand of mine enemies, and from them that persecute me. Show thy servant the light of thy countenance, and save me for thy mercy's sake. Let me not be confounded, O Lord, for I have called upon thee. Let the ungodly be put to confusion, and be put to silence in the grave. Let the lying lips be put to silence, which cruelly, disdainfully, and despitefully speak against the righteous. O oh, how plentiful is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, and that thou hast prepared for them that put their trust in thee, even before the sons of men. Thou shalt hide them in the cover of thine own presence from the plottings of men. Thou shalt keep them secretly in thy tabernacle from the strife of tongues. Thanks be to the Lord, for he has showed me marvelous great kindness in a strong city. But, my, but in my haste I said, I am cast out of the sight of thine eyes. Nevertheless thou heardest the voice of my prayer when I cried unto thee. O love the Lord, all ye saints, for the Lord preserveth them that are faithful, and plenteous reward to the proud doer. Be strong, and he shall establish your heart, all ye that put your trust in the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the tenth chapter of the book of Job. My soul loathes my life. I will give free course to my complaint. I will speak in the bitterness of my soul. I will say to God, do not condemn me. Show me why you contend with me. Does it seem good to you that you should oppress, that you should despise the work of your hands and smile on the counsel of the wicked? Do you have eyes of flesh, or do you see as man sees? Are your days like the days of a mortal man? Are your years like the days of a mighty man, that you should seek for my iniquity and search out my sin, although you know that I am not wicked, and there is none who can deliver from your hand? Your hands have made me and fashioned me an intricate unity, yet you would destroy me. Remember, I pray, that you have made me like clay, and will you turn me into dust again? Did you not pour me out like milk, and curdle me like cheese, clothe me with skin and flesh, and knit me together with bones and sinews? You have granted me life and favor, and your care has preserved my spirit. And these things you have hidden in your heart, I know that this was with you. If I sin, then you mark me, and I will not and will not acquit me of my iniquity. If I am wicked, woe to me. Even if I am righteous, I cannot lift up my head. I am full of disgrace. See my misery. If my head is exalted, you hunt me like a fierce lion, and again you show yourself awesome against me. You renew your witnesses against me and increase your indignation toward me. Changes in war are ever with me. Why then have you brought me out of the womb? 
Oh, that I had perished and no eye had seen me. I would have been as though I had not been. I would have been carried from the womb to the grave. Are not my days few? Cease, leave me alone, that I may take a little comfort before I go to the place from which I shall not return, to the land of darkness and the shadow of death, a land as dark as darkness itself, as the shadow of death without any order, where even the light is like darkness. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the thirteenth chapter of the Gospel of St. Matthew. On the same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea, and great multitudes were gathered together to him, so that he got into a boat and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places, where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up, because they had no depth of earth. But the, when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And the disciples came to and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? He answered and said to them, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For whoever has, to him more will be given, and he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Therefore I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Hearing you will hear and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For assuredly I say to you, that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. Therefore hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who received seed by the wayside. But he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a little while. For when tribu tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. 
Now he who received seed among the thorns is he who hears the word, and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becomes unfruitful. But he who received seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people and bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Lord, we pray thee that thy grace may always prevent and follow us, and make us continually to be given to all good works, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord. And by thy great mercy, defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening to everyone. Good Thursday evening. We have, um, we have passages. We have a, a lot in these passages. So, obviously, I won't say everything or much as I could about each one. That was a promise. But I wanted to highlight three things that I see in here. And it's um, different responses to the word of God or to our, our call to walk with God. And the first one was in the Psalms, and it was the sixth verse. And it's this verse we've heard a lot, and we hear it at Easter mostly, but we hear it a lot. And it's, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And, of course, that's a quote that Jesus gave um, on the cross. And it highlights or it um, emphasizes that in times of trouble, when, um, when everything's going wrong or seemingly long, according to the world, it's, it's a verse that uh, we, we remember and an attitude that we might want to carry. Into thy hands I commend my spirit. spirit. But what we see in Job 
And Job, we just skipped five chapters, so we miss his friends Bildaz, Bildaz's speech. But Job's in a mood of deep despair. And rather than into thy hands I commend my spirit, he's really struggling with um, why did God do this to me? And so Bildad uh, made accusations and you know, Job didn't understand God's character. And he even in his speech during that time, he, he admitted he, in a later speech, he, did, he knew dangerously little, yet he kept his opinion going. And Job concludes that God is holy, wise, and strong, but he wondered if he is fair. So that was one of the questions he had of God. And he feels like God owes him an explanation for what's going on at this point. In fact, in verse 2, he says, show me why you contend with me. He acknowledges that God is in charge. He, in verse 8, he says, your hands have made me and fashioned me. And in 17, he reveals his feelings about his friends when um, he says to God, you renew your witnesses against me. And again, um, he questions the reason for his birth in verse 18. Why then have you brought me out of the womb? So he does question God, and we see it in um, juxtaposition. We see the attitude of Jesus. And, and Jesus did say, hey, if this cup could be removed, uh, you know, if it's okay, you know, take this away from me. But uh, not my will, but thy will be done. And that, that's the attitude that I think is, is probably, uh, obviously, probably, it's not even probably, it's absolutely the better attitude. Uh, for us to have and to, to get that attitude and attain that attitude we have to start practicing that in the little things now and that's why we promote uh, evening morning prayer walking a living by rule communion and as we we give ourselves to God a little at a time pretty soon our whole lives belong to God and we see in contrast to that we see the um, people who didn't believe in Jesus um, and the and they were spoken to in parables and so they did not walk uh, and give themselves over to God over time. They gave themselves to um, to their pleasures and to their desires. And the disciples asked Jesus, why do you speak in parables? And he says, so the prophet will be fulfilled. And he quotes Isaiah about, you know, they have ears, but they don't hear. They have eyes and they don't see. And he says that their hearts have grown dull. And your heart grows dull when you chase after things that don't matter. Um, and then you live in the things of the world. The, the things of the world dull us to the things of the spirit. And um, so after quoting that, he says to them, Blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For I surely say to you, many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see and did not see. And um, so that's, that's, a, that's an important thing. Is It's a choice we make now, but it's not one of those choices... I like to think of like uh, training things like military police. They don't in the military hand you a gun and say, go. You have to go through training. You have to learn how to shoot it. You have to learn how it works. You have to learn teamwork. And all these things take time. And so becoming a Christian and walking with Jesus, I know uh, Bishop said uh, a couple of times, he said, you know, give it 10 years and then see see where you're, where God's taking you. And no one's ever told me um, take 10 years to grow in God and then see where he's leading you. I've taken all that time, but I think sometimes, you know, I didn't really focus that way that, that I've been directed um, as, as a believer who walks the way we, we teach the walking. So the lesson today seems obvious for today's believers. 
Uh, you don't have to make sense out of everything that happens. You know, we know that all things work together for good for those to those who who love God, but we don't have to be able to put it together scientifically in our mind. We can actually let that go and leave it up to God and say, "Into Thy hands I commend my service." So if we decide to follow God, no matter the circumstances, so each day we're called to remember our commitment, renew our pledge, and steadfastly believe in God. And I. I think of the prophet Habakkuk, who was uh, a lot of the book of um, Habakkuk was about why is this happening, God? When is this going to happen? Why are you doing this? And he came to a conclusion, and I'm going to paraphrase it. This is not a quote. But Habakkuk's conclusion was, I don't know why all this is happening the way it is, but you are God, and on that rock I will stand. Let's continue with the intercession on page 590. And we'll, we'll begin the intercession today by making our private intercessions, and then we'll pick it up. So it takes a moment and, and lift up those who you're praying for at this time. And accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, and do thou, the God of pity, administer them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We beseech thee to continue thy gracious protection to us this night. Defend us from all dangers and mischiefs and from the fear of them, that we may enjoy such refreshing sleep as may fit us for the duties of the coming day. And grant us grace always to live in such a state that we may never be afraid to die, so that living and dying we may be thine, through the merits and satisfaction of thy Son, Jesus Christ, in whose name we offer up these our imperfect prayers. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you, Barb and Aaliyah. You're the, the greatest co-leaders. It's good to have you with me, and it's good to have all of us to be together and, and offer our prayers. Thank you. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Happy Thursday. <laughs> Happy Thursday, yes.